My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things and my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. And today, we have a very peculiar situation, but one we see far too often. This individual writes in and says that her brothers are co-owners of their mother's accounts, but they are only listed on a very modest $100,000 brokerage account. And they want to know, what can they do to rectify this? What can they do to change the outcome where it's quote unquote more fair? So let's kind of dive a little bit deeper in the backstory so we can get an idea of what type of answer they're looking for if we can give them one at all. So they say that they have three adult siblings that all live in different states and they're actually disputing the circumstances surrounding the joint accounts shared with their 85 year old mother who has early stage Alzheimer's. They say that their mom has a net worth of around $2 million spread across several different banks and brokerage accounts. Now, late in life, the mother seemed as if she added a different sibling as a co-owner on each of her accounts to help manage her money, which is reasonable. But her brother, and we'll just call him Jason for the sake of this conversation, he's listed as a sole co-owner on the bulk of his mother's brokerage accounts, which equal about $1.3 million roughly. Now, the other brother, let's just call him Joe, is a sole co-owner of a 600,000 bank account. And this individual seems to only be on the $100,000 brokerage account. Now, in their mind, they believe that the intentions of the mother was to have each of the four children equally share in her assets. So they reach out to the brothers. They say, listen, I don't think these accounts look right. I think that we should change it to make sure that we're all equal, maybe even combine all the accounts or something like that. Now, the other sibling is actually named power of attorney and could manage their mother's individual accounts as needed. But the brother with the biggest inheritance is very adamant about not changing anything. He likes the current situation. He doesn't want it changed. And he fears that there may be some financial fraud or she needs to go into a nursing home or something like that. And he says that there may be a bunch of taxes that they need to take care of. And it's just going to confuse everything, trying to change everything around. Now, the individual says the situation is very stressful and it's really disrupting the relationship between the siblings and they hate it. And they wish to make this as simple as possible, especially at the time of her death. Now, she just wants to make sure that everyone is dealt fairly and wants to know, you know, what can she do? What can she do in this situation to make everything better? Now, before I dive into the answer, first, I want to say my heart goes out to you. It's a very difficult situation where a loved one that you are seeing is slowly fading away. And uh, one thing that I was told when I was younger, my grandmother had Alzheimer's, is that the way that you can determine if someone is developing early signs of Alzheimer's or dementia um, is not that they lose their keys or they forget their keys. They forget what the key is for. So it's OK to lose your key. But the early signs are if you forget what that key is for, especially if they've used that key for years, like their house key or their car key. So I think priority number one would be to take care of your mother. Right now, you're thinking about 
money, you're thinking about distribution, you're thinking about when she passes. Obviously, she is 85 years old, so she is on the higher limits of uh, life expectancy. But still, don't miss out on these last few years thinking about how the money is going to be distributed. The second thought I had was don't expect your brother to divide anything once he gets the money. Um, I hate to break it to you, but we have financial documents in place so that these documents can speak for the individual when they can't speak for themselves. So when these documents were created, there was an agreement between your mother and the sibling that we're speaking about to say this was okay. It was signed for, it was dated, it was official. Now, if you could find some documentation that it was not, maybe that she signed under duress or there was some type of maybe uh, foul play between them and the person who established the will or the trust or whatever it may be, or put the owner on the account. But you also have to understand the person who's the power of attorney, they can't do anything either is because they can't do any self-dealing. They can't make changes that's going to be in their best interest, only in the best interest of the client, which is going to be your mother in this case. So they can get in a lot of trouble trying to change accounts to make a sibling feel better about the distribution of the wealth. The third thing is that the most important thing is really your mother. And I'm harping on your mother is because that relationship that you have with her is precious. Now, she is on her way to go to her heavenly father and she's going to go there in a few years, maybe five, 10, God willing, God only knows. But are you willing to damage the relationships that you have with your siblings because of the distribution of wealth? This is why we encourage Christian investors to establish their wills when they're in their right minds. Too many people wait until they're near their deathbed to try to establish a will. And by that time, the amount of time and energy it actually takes to accomplish this thing may not be the energy you want to spend in your final hours. So once again, we encourage you to start it early so you can enjoy your later years. And also my question would be, what was the relationship between you and your mother prior to her current condition? And the reason I ask this question is because you are a co-owner of a brokerage account. It's only a hundred thousand. It may not be what the others have, but for your mother to put you on that account meant that she was in her right mind thinking about you and she allocated appropriately. Where you're getting frustrated at is now that you know what your brothers are getting or what other siblings are getting, now it's frustrating. But unfortunately, you don't know what that type of relationship was. We may grow up with our siblings. We may love them. We may think that we know what's going on. But some siblings do a lot more behind the scenes. Also, I don't know the situation with your father, if he's still alive or maybe your parents got a divorce. Maybe. His final wishes was that the oldest sibling got the largest amount because of maybe who you married. We find different situations where parents do not want to give their assets to a child because of who they're married to. Because if they take that inheritance, they take that money 
and put it into a joint account, it now becomes community property. And it could be at risk of losing half of the inheritance if that child divorces or their spouse decides not to be with them anymore. Now the child and the parents lose hundreds of thousands of dollars because of one transaction. So we got to be very careful there. So unfortunately, I can't give you a hard answer to what can be done because very little to nothing can be done at this point. Well, when you're dealing with Alzheimer's, typically you're going to need a doctor's notice to diagnose her with Alzheimer's one and that she is unable to handle her own finances. That's why you have the power of attorney. Also, these individuals being on the account, if they're not being removed for elderly abuse or they're not draining the assets out of the account, you know, there's really not much repercussion that you have in this process. Unfortunately, uh, my recommendation was to build a relationship with your brothers. Hopefully one of them softens their hearts and be willing to distribute some of the funds, but they don't have any right to do so uh, just to make you feel better about the amount of money that you're having. It says in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 17, you shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. Unfortunately, we don't want you to incur sin because of the envy or the misunderstanding of the appropriation of assets in this asset. I hope that you take some time, think about this, maybe have a family meeting to discuss it. But whatever happens at the end of the day, know that your mother wanted it this way. This doesn't fall on the brothers. And of course, as I said before, he's not going to want to change anything because it does work in his favor. And it's going to be very hard to convince him otherwise, especially when you already have a portion of the inheritance, which he believes is fair or your other brothers and sisters feel is fair as well. Well, that is it for me. My name is A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah One Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah One Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Thing podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.